everyone and welcome to episode number 19 of the Mind Body Mastery podcast. I'm your host Caitlin Michaels and infinite gratitude to you who are listening to me right now. I'm honored to have your ear. So thank you. I also want to thank all of you for continuing to send me awesome reviews on iTunes. It's really um, my favorite thing. So uh, if you want to support the show, please head on over to iTunes and uh, write me a little review if you like what you hear. And uh, so I'll read you the review of the week. And this comes from a user named Orion60. And uh, I love this review. It's a really fun one. They say, yep, this is the stuff. They say, thank you for creating this podcast. The content found here has been, has provided useful tools in my recovery. Please never stop. What you are doing is saving people from years of torment. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you. I sure hope so. And uh, yeah, I just... I'm so appreciative of, of, of your words and everyone else who's written in. I've gotten a flood of them over the last couple of weeks, so I'll try to get to them all in time. But thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and support. And uh, yeah, it's truly an honor to yeah have your ear. So um, before I get into the interview today, I just want to talk about um, something that was written in the mind body prescription, which is Sarno's third book. And in that book, he talks about this phenomenon that he coined the rage to soothe ratio, meaning that if our lives are just full of pressure and work and no fun and just taking care of everybody and pressure, 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 and we don't have any counterbalancing soothing activities or even soothing self-talk going on, then that kind of lifestyle will inevitably spill into bodily symptoms. So I'm just going to take this opportunity to remind all of you listening to go soothe yourselves. And if that means watching Netflix for an entire day, because normally you would never do such a thing, or going to go float on a body of water somewhere, or playing an instrument, or going to play with a pile of puppies, I encourage you to bring in more soothe factor. It's really an act of self-love and an acknowledgement of your worthiness to tend to yourself and your needs as a human being. We kind of live in the society that deems busyness as this like badge of honor, and it is not. Go be lazy and loafy and follow your bliss and go soothe yourself with whatever it is that you find soothing. For me, 
Live music is how I soothe. I've played piano nearly all of my life, but nowadays I mostly go out and appreciate other musicians. And so many of you who are longtime listeners of this particular podcast likely aren't familiar with my favorite band, but that band is a band called Fish. So bear with me for a while while I talk about Fish. Fish has brought me and likely thousands of other fans, if not in the tens or hundreds of thousands of other fans, immense soothing and healing over the years. They've been around for 34 years, and their music has brought together this community of loving and conscious and compassionate people, for the most part, um, who come together to kind of join up in this present moment experience together. And to me, there's just nothing quite like it. Music helps me surrender to the flow of life. It helps me move my body in spontaneous ways. It helps me have emotional releases triggered. And it allows me to connect with and just be present with friends new and old. And because this particular band's community is such a strong one, Fans of the band can be kind of easy to pick out. And so one day I picked out such a fellow within one of the TMS groups on Facebook. His name is Garrett Morris. And not only has he recovered from chronic debilitating reactive arthritis and sciatica and intense foot pain using the knowledge of Dr. John Sarno, but he's also in a band himself that is most definitely on the up and up in the jam band scene. Garrett is an incredibly talented drummer for a band called The Higgs. They're out of Southern California and they are awesome. They've recently toured with bands such as Spafford, Pink Talking Fish, and soon to be Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. The Higgs have also shared the stage with Melvin Seals of the Jerry Garcia Band, as well as Jason Hahn of the String Cheese Incident. So they are most definitely a band to look out for if you're into this particular flavor of music like I am. So if you are, go follow the Higgs on social media right now. Links are in the show notes for today. And they often like live stream their shows that they play. So you can watch the Higgs music um, for free on their Facebook page, and you will not be disappointed. And so if you're tuning into today's episode because of Garrett or because you're a fan of some sort and you stumbled upon this podcast that way, um, and if you want to know more about what the heck we're talking about in today's episode with regards to how he healed, then please do check out either Dr. John Sarno's book called Healing Back Pain or uh, the first five episodes of this podcast give a nice abbreviated um, educational portion of what the mind-body syndrome is and how you can heal from chronic pain using the techniques um, in the podcast, in the book, and that we kind of talk about today on the show. So this show is kind of all about just reclaiming your own innate 
healing ability, your own innate power, and kind of getting in touch with yourself um, as a way to help your body let go of chronic pain conditions. I've done it. Garrett's done it. And his story is a powerful one. So without further ado, here's the interview. So I'm here today with Garrett Morris. Garrett is a professional drummer in the band The Higgs, and he is on the show today to share his chronic pain recovery story. Garrett, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Hey, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me um, on your podcast. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And yeah. uh, I've been I've been following up and listening to all your episodes. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, it's really, really great stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, we're here today together to talk about physical healing through mind-body awareness or TMS knowledge. But first, I'd just love to hear your journey with chronic pain. Um, How did it first begin, and what did your journey look like before discovering Sarno? Yeah, um, so my journey began way back in 2007. Um, it happened, there was kind of a traumatic event in my life. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, you know, none of this made any sense that it related to that or anything else. But um, I developed some sciatica mm-hmm. is what was uh, my first diagnosis. Um, and then about a week later, my on the opposite side of my leg, uh, so I had sciatica in my left leg. And then on my right foot, my foot swelled, swe- swelled up. Wow. Uh, it was so big, like it was so painful to walk. Um, I went, I went, saw all kinds of different doctors, foot doctors, mm. MRIs, X-rays. Uh, nobody knew what it was. No one could figure it out. Yeah. Um, I went to ERs, um, and basically, I I ended up going to a chiropractor for about three months, like two or three times a week, and eventually all my symptoms disappeared and went away. Mm-hmm. And this was the time when I just started going to music college as well. Oh. Um, so I remember the first two weeks of college, like, I kind of just broke down and was, was just crying in the bathroom. I was like, I can't do this. It was so painful. And I, I couldn't even walk up the stairs. Wow. I, I could barely sit at my drum set for more than half an hour. Wow. And I was like, can I, you know, I just want to wait and come back to call it and do this mm-hmm. when this is over. Mm-hmm. I was so frustrated and just disappointed and everything and but eventually after about three months it all my symptoms went away and I was perfectly back to normal healthy started going to the gym again and was in probably the best shape of my life um after graduating college and uh so you know I moved on I I joined this band a few years later um I went through a few years of just gigging and playing cover bands tribute bands whatever I could find just mm-hmm. to keep busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally found a band where I, they were touring, playing gigs. We were gigging eight days a week. We would do two wow. shows on Sundays. Like it was nonstop. Wow. And so I moved, I moved in with this group. We had a, a house together. Yeah. And about a year into that, 
um, that side, that same exact sciatica pain came back mm. uh, on the road, and it was like freaking me out. I was like, "Oh my god, this!" Because it reminded me of of before, and I, I I didn't know what to do. I was just like, str- I was just trying to stretch and do everything I could do physically to to fix this, and um, it eventually got worse and worse to where I hit the point where we were on the road and they had to carry me to my drum set at oh. one show. Oh, <laughs> so sad. Yeah. yeah, it was it was so painful. And I don't, I don't even know how I survived yeah. playing those gigs. I played in a, in a computer chair at one point. Oh. <laughs> I, did, oh. I did all this stuff. I, play, I mean, I was so dedicated. I played up until I couldn't anymore, basically. Yeah. Um, I was in and out of the ER many times. No one would spend the time with me to figure out what it was um i had one one doctor telling me it was all in my head oh <laughs> fun <laughs> right yeah while looking at my swollen feet he right. said it's all in my head yeah um it's funny looking back at that now knowing right. what i know now right <laughs> but he he just had really poor bedside manners yes. it, was, it was an awful experience that's so yeah. eventually Eventually, I got admitted to the hospital. I was there for eight days. Wow. Morphine, Vicodin, Dilaudin, like yeah. all that. Yeah. I was complete, completely drugged up. I couldn't even sit up. I was still in pain with all the drugs. Wow. Um, and they diagnosed me with reactive arthritis. Okay. Which is like a rare form of arthritis, right. apparently. Right. And so... What's that? Was there an infection alongside that, or they just picked that diagnosis based on your symptoms, or did they? It, it was, yeah, it was based on my past. Oh, okay. Um, now, if you look up reactive arthritis, it says most people it hits you uh, initially, um, like it did me, like mm-hmm. through salmonella poisoning, right, or or something else, some traumatic thing. So, like. It hits you. It hits most people for a few months, and then it'll go away forever. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, some people it comes back, and it's chronic. It's there forever. And that was and, that was your case. And that was yeah, that was my case. Yeah. So they're like, oh well, you had this before, and it's probably the same thing. And yeah. they just there's no real test. Um, it's kind of like fibromyalgia. There's no right. real test to say, hey, this is what it is. It's just like a process of elimination and my history, basically. Wow. So, yeah, so I did that, and I had to relearn how to walk again. Um, I had to move back in with my parents. We got a hospital bed at the house. Wow. My mom was like my savior. She she did everything for me. Um, We grew a lot closer together through this experience, too. Yeah. Um, so after months, maybe I went to physical therapy, maybe six months or so or more of staring out the window, just, you know, wanting to get back to my life, wanting to play drums, wanting to go outside. Um, eventually I, I, I got well enough to where I could walk and and start playing again. Um, but I was still in a lot of pain physically. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through a bunch of different pills and drugs. I was on Humira. Mm. Um, but I, I kind of took myself off of these pills and drugs naturally. I just knew in my heart that this wasn't the way yeah. or this wasn't the right thing to do for me. Right. 
and I just stopped going to the doctors. I stopped taking the medication, and I just was like, I'm just going to deal with this yeah. pain as it is, and I'm not going to mask it anymore. I was just so tired of yeah. trying to mask it. Um, so that's what I did, and for a couple few years, you know, um, that's how I lived, and I, I eventually discovered juicing, and so about... <laughs> About 2016, I started um, my juicing fruitarian diet lifestyle. As like an anti-inflammatory way to deal with the pain? Exactly. And I I thought this was the answer. And this was the way I was going to be healed. I did 30-day juice fast. I I ate nothing but watermelon for 17 days. I did. (laughs) I did. I was so extreme. Like... I did this for a year and a half on and off. And what I noticed was my pain got worse. Yeah. Um, And and sometimes it would get a little better. Like Mm -hmm. say I was really strict to my diet or my plan, Mm -hmm. I would feel good. Yeah. But as soon as I slipped up, like, okay, I ate some quinoa one night. Quinoa, okay, like this is not unhealthy. (laughs) And I was in so much pain from that shit. Oh. I don't know if I can cuss on here. Yeah, so. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so I went through all that, and it was just—it was not a really pleasant way to live, to be yeah. honest. Um, I was lying to myself. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of thinking this was the way, and, and becoming almost dogmatic in my views of of health and and diet. Yeah. And then I discovered um, the twenty twenty. Dr. Sarno uh-huh. interview. I was going to ask if you'd seen that with the foot pain, you know, and Jeanette Barber's story. So, yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of my pain is in my, was in my feet too. So right. I could relate to that. Right. And, um, and so I, I, I watched the video and I, I ordered the book, um, healing back pain mm-hmm. by Dr. Sarno. I read the book and it was like immediately I felt this just wave of relief. Wow. And I was like, and I almost felt better like something happened where i just i just i just felt like okay this is the answer this is the way this is yeah and so so i started digging more into it and i joined the facebook groups um i met i met this guy dan buglio who's Uh in one of the facebook groups okay and he he um he's a zero pain now coach oh sure sure which is another uh there's so many different types of uh, offshoots of Dr. Sarno's work, yeah. and this is, is one of them. And so I ordered the book. I talked to him. Um, I did the 30-day workbook, and I just started to feel better and better. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, did, I also I've done the, uh, the journal speak with Nicole Sachs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that for 30 days. And I realized food, you know, food was not harming me. Food right. is not, is not, <laughs> yeah, not coming. It's not causing my pain. Right. And and once I realized that, and I and I started experimenting with with foods that would flare me up before, mm-hmm. I went in with it with this new mindset, and they didn't affect me anymore. Yeah. And it, this mm-hmm. was like. It was so amazing. I, yeah. I, I'm still shocked by this. Yeah. Like, so the nocebo effect 
is just as strong as the oh, placebo God, effect. Yeah. And you can find information all over the internet to tell you that anything is bad for you. And so then you believe it and you absorb that into your being and suddenly it's true for you. So, but you can do the opposite too. You can tell yourself that it's a good food for you after thinking that it was bad, you know, and kind of undo, undo the thought processes that went along with it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. How cool. And so how long did it take you from first discovering Sarno to where you are now? I discovered um, Sarno in 2017, like September 2017. Oh, okay. Um, so it's only been you know, six months, seven months. Yeah. Um, and I'm still, I, I, I just wake up every day. I feel so good. Like, yeah, I'm so grateful. And, and there's a, it's, it's gone in, it's come in waves, like the mm-hmm. whole process. Like first it was learning, okay, all the science, why this happens and how it happens. And then it was like doing the work, mm-hmm. journaling, getting these ugly feelings kind of like bringing my awareness to reality yeah um learning about myself things i didn't even know i felt about myself right right (laughs) Uh, i discovered how angry i am at myself yeah for things you know all these irrational fears and angers um that i've been living with that i didn't realize they were there right um and so writing journaling even talking to yourself speaking like I like to drive and just instead of journal, you could speak journal, yeah. Yeah. basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and so all these things have led up. I've read, I've read um, the Great Pain, Pain Deception, yeah, um, which is a, such a great, great book. Yes, and I, I think I want to go back and read it again. I know at some point. you definitely miss things in that one. It's a, it's a huge read. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um. um did you find um, that you went through waves of kind of believing in the diagnosis and then also then pa- paired with feelings of defeat and like maybe this isn't me and kind of that oh, yeah. roller coaster? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would go, yeah, because I would have like a good, say, week or two. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the next week I would kind of like, oh, man, this pain's back. Yeah. So I would, I, I would, my mind would keep wanting to go back, focusing on the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I started connecting the physical pain to emotional issues in my life, yeah. And once once I did that, the pain started to ease and ease yeah. and ease. And it's like now I can relate things like this towards emotion. I don't even think of like physical symptoms now. I, I, I automatically go to like, okay, what's going on in my life? Yeah. Like, like what's emotionally happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it, it, like the other day I was at the gym and, um, so I started going to the gym again. I started running it again. Nice. I'm doing yoga now. I didn't, I didn't, couldn't run for like years. Wow. And now I'm running like a mile, two, three miles during there. Awesome. So the other day I was at the gym and like just a little bit of uh, pain mm-hmm. came into my foot for like a second. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just thinking like, oh, I was just thinking about this one thing that was bugging me. Yeah. And as soon as I thought about it, the pain went away just like that. Wow. It's like magic. <laughs> it's, a, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So uh, did it affect your gigging at all? Like, what, after you found Sarno, did you get right back into gigging? Well, I was already gigging. Oh, um, you were. I was full-blown touring. I was doing... We were on the East Coast before I did that Juice Fest. That was kind of the last straw. Yeah. We did this three-week tour of the East Coast, and I was just in so much pain. Yeah. Um, just trying to stand up, bend over, like, you know, setting my gear up, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but now, or since learning about it, like, I don't fear the pain anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm like, it's not going to harm me. It's just, it's just this thing and it'll go away. Right. It's not a big deal. Right. And, and so it doesn't bother me. I don't have, I would say I'm around 90, 95%. Yeah. Um, pain free. I do have a couple things here and there. I don't like to put a percentage on it, right. but but a lot of people want to know, and and that's another thing. Like if people want to talk about it, I, I I normally don't get into it unless they're open mm-hmm. to hearing this. Yeah. Because um, I've been into some conversations with people in the beginning when discovering this, and it's it's. It can get ugly yeah. if people aren't open to accepting this information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It triggers a lot of things for a lot of people in um, in ways that I don't think they even understand. You know, so right, yeah. and you can't blame them because right. you know I was in their position at one point too. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. so now that you're where you're at, do you ever find that like while you're playing music so like staying in the present moment do you think while you're playing your pain pretty much stays away because you're in this like present moment awareness or mm. does playing trigger it honestly when i'm playing that it's not even yeah. it's not even a thought yeah. in my head it's just i'm in the i'm in the moment i'm in the music i'm listening to three other guys yeah. playing their instruments wow. and i'm 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 feeling the energy from the crowd Awesome. Uh, the, the furthest thing from my consciousness is, oh, my my knee hurts or whatever it is. Right. It's like, right. like it, it's not even a thing. Cool. And, uh, and since doing that, the pain is, it's going away. It's like washing away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's incredible. It's magic. Very cool. <laughs> so what did you find to be, like, your most useful tool in doing the emotional work? Was it journaling or meditation or the zero pain now? Or what did you feel like gave you the, the biggest shift? Um, well, initially, when I did the zero pain now, it's, it's, it's basically there's journaling is one aspect. And then it's asking yourself, what emotion am I feeling right now? Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. It, could, it could be an event that happened a while back but what am i feeling right now mm-hmm. about that event or just it doesn't even matter just what am i feeling right now yeah and so so i would basically ask myself this question all day long mm-hmm. um and it became like such a a natural thought to think um mm-hmm. it, it became so engraved ingrained in me that now that's how i that's how i think yeah so i think that was maybe one of the biggest things that helped me um also journaling just getting everything out Mm -hmm. um i also discovered meditation 
I discovered um, Alan Watts, oh, who's an amazing philosopher. Yes, yes. And yeah. so I got really addicted uh, listening to his speeches and stuff. Yeah, he talks, he doesn't say TMS, but he talks about TMS quite a lot when he talks about pain. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it's funny when you make those connections to old truths, you know, that suddenly mm-hmm. make sense in a TMS format, so... Oh yeah. yeah. And there there's so much um so much TMS information like that's not uh described as this like people yeah. talk it's it's like weird like they don't make that connection I guess or Yeah. Um but it's out there like psychology and mm-hmm. it's it's there's a lot of TED talks on emotions. Yeah. suppressed emotions stuff like that. Yeah. Um so there's so much information out there that you know you're not you're not gonna see unless you're open open to hearing it right right you and it, it's amazing yeah <laughs> it is once you're open it's like whoosh i'm not yeah it's like there every yeah. day and yeah. it's like how did i not see this before yeah right well <laughs> only when you're ready <laughs> yeah so, exactly um do you um notice in the music industry being that there's just a lot of pressure involved with that kind of a job do you notice a lot of musicians dealing with tms but they don't even know it oh absolutely um yeah because drumming is a physical activity and and so i've known i've known a lot of drummers in my life that you know have back problems or or wrist problems Mm. um tendonitis um things like this yeah and and i i it's it's pretty obvious to me Mm -hmm. um but you have to be very delicate in how you approach people and and, you know you want to help people too um right but but not everybody's open to it so you have to be delicate in the way you approach it absolutely okay and so did you find it difficult to like dig into the unconscious parts of your psyche or was it pretty easy to excavate the things that needed to come up definitely not easy um definitely some resistance there yeah um going towards those dark dark things often would a lot of emotion would come out of it um tea a lot of tears crying sadness Mm. um just really feeling like shame like there's this one experience where I something happened okay and I felt like someone died in the family like I've never felt this emotion Mm. outside of an actual death before yeah and I was like holy wow this is this is what it really feels like to feel my emotion yeah you know it was exciting but it wasn't it wasn't pleasant at all right (laughs) (laughs) you know like these unbearable emotions are almost more unpleasant than the physical pain itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary right. to know, to feel it and notice it. Yeah. The only way so. out is through. So, right. Yeah. So I know that kind of opening your mind and heart to this mind body work can lead to a lot of self-reflection and self-discovery and just like realizations about life in general. Did you have any big lessons that you've kind of learned along your journey that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so one of the big lessons I've learned, um, 
uh, I've been resisting a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions, um, um, and I've learned through the help of Eckhart Tolle, um, actually, I, I read this, I'll share this with you, I read this one day, and it, it kind of changed my whole perspective on everything, um, and so, and what he said was, in any situation, you have three options, um, you can either leave the situation, change the situation, or accept the situation, and in a lot of cases, uh, maybe you can't leave, or maybe you can't change, so your only option is to accept, and anything else other than those three things is resistance or non-acceptance. So, so to me, what acceptance means is meaning you'll be able to live with this forever mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like, like I accept this completely and fully and I can, I can be this. Um, even though, you know, nothing lasts forever. Nothing in the physical realm will last forever. Right. Um, but it's, it's the acceptance of that, which tears down resistance. Um, and that, and that lesson changed everything for me. Um, and, and so, so something I like to do now is when I notice these things or I notice like a little bit of resistance coming up or, or something like that, or an emotion, um, a negative emotion arising, negative thought arising. I like to say to myself, I'll, 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 I'll view it. And then I like to say, well, this is, this is why I love myself is because I can, I, I allow myself to feel these, these strong emotions or I allow myself to feel, um, whatever it is or these thoughts that come through my to my awareness instead of latching on to them and kind of dragging them through the mud you just kind of view them and watch them pass by accept it love yourself for it mm-hmm. and i've realized the more that i do that the less grasp they have on me yeah um so like I can become angry, and I'll I'll feel the anger within me, and I'll be like this. This is why I love myself because I can feel anger right now, mm. and the anger will naturally, whenever it's ready, it'll it'll dissipate, right. and it might arise again. But I'll just the more you practice it, the less uh, grab it has on you. Right. So that. That's one of the biggest lessons um, that I think I've come away from all of this. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think this day and age, we have such a like power of positivity like curse on society where we think we have to be positive all the time and not acknowledge, just kind of shove down that negative. And the other day, my mm-hmm. husband and I were working on our bathroom, which has been a stressful project because we're doing it all ourselves. And uh, I was so crabby about it the other day and just like Mm -hmm. laying on the bathroom floor, like, no, I don't want to do it. And he's like, what are are you doing? Like, we got to stay positive. And I'm like, nope, 
I'm like, no, I don't. I'm going to sit on the floor and cry about it because that's where I'm at right now. And, yeah. you know, so I'm preventing back pain here. <laughs> Leave me alone. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, if stuff sucks, let it suck. Yes. Yes. We have so. this like delusion that we have to be happy all the time or else we're broken. And that's just so false. So. Right. And and I, I think you can find um, a peace within the negativity it's not like you don't it's not like finding happiness within sadness because mm-hmm. that's just a that's just a counter emotion but instead of saying i find happiness in sadness you say i find peace within the sadness because yes. peace you can be peaceful with anger you can be peaceful with any emotion absolutely um it's, it's just how you how you view the emotion. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. Okay. And so we're going to kind of start to wrap things up. Um, But first I just want to ask a couple of non TMS related questions. So Mm -hmm. um, what are your top three favorite bands of all time? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Uh, Of all time. I have so many, <laughs> so many influences and favorite bands. Um, I got to put Fish at, at you know, yeah. the top just because they've, they kind of changed my whole trajectory of my musical career and what I wanted to do musically. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, like, before I discovered them, I didn't know because I've always loved jazz, blues, rock, reggae, mm-hmm. funk. I didn't know you could be in a band. That you where you can play all these yeah. styles of music, you know, in one show, yeah. <laughs> people like it. Yeah. So definitely fish for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Black Sabbath was a huge inspiration nice. um, for me in high school. That was like basically all I wanted to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So I was a huge Sabbath head, and then. We'll go Steely Dan, number three. Woohoo! Nice choices. They have, they have all the best best, oh, best musicians. And the tunes are just phenomenal. I agree. Great albums. I agree. So. Nice. And so you have just developed a pretty awesome product. Can you kind of tell our listeners about what you've been working on for the last few months? Yeah. Um, I've So I've through this whole process um i fell in love with meditating i discovered alan watts and i discovered you know to sit with myself in silence and view these thoughts and emotions without resistance without judgment um and so i developed a cushion a buckwheat filled cushion meditation cushion that you sit on it's real comfortable keeps its form um you can uh, you could take buckwheat out you could adjust the the firmness of it if you like you could wash it um and it really helps your posture it's comfortable for your feet because it lifts you up off the ground a little bit mm. um it also comes with a mala bead necklace which is good for meditating um keeping your focus there's different techniques to use it uh, also a night mask um to cover your eyes yeah so i also wrote an ebook um and all of this is in one package and uh i'm excited that it's it's live now it's on amazon um, 
Awesome. So, Where, so they can find it on Amazon. Is there a website that goes with the product? Yeah, I, I have a website. It's called meditationmin.com. Awesome. Um, my brand is Meditation Minute. And, uh, yeah, and I hope to build on this brand and, and continue to release new products over time and stuff. Very cool. How exciting. Yeah. And so um, what's, what's next for the Higgs? Yeah, the Higgs. Okay, so the Higgs. We're going on. We're going on tour. Um, August tenth. We're leaving for a month, and we're going. We're starting at a, in our hometown. So if if you live near the Costa Mesa area, uh, in California, we're playing at the Wayfair, which is like our home spot. Um, that place is amazing. Great stage, great sound, full light rig. Um, we we usually have pretty packed crowd there yeah. and uh we we do that show about three times a year that's our home spot and then after that we we head up the coast we go up through california to oregon utah and um and then here's the big thing we're gonna end up at in colorado at uh fish's playing dick's sporting goods park yeah three nights yeah and we're gonna be playing uh, in the camping area all three nights. We rented awesome. an RV. We rented a stage. Oh, my God. We, we got, like, some gag gifts and s- special things planned. Oh, my gosh. I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Aww. so after Fish plays, we're going to fire up and play till like, 2 a.m. or oh as late gosh. as we can. How and it's, fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I... I'll be missing Dicks this year, but uh, shoot, hope you hope you do that again because I definitely plan on going back one of these yeah. years. So yeah, you- and, and if you can't make it, we, we're probably going to be live streaming it oh. um, on our Facebook page. So hey, hey, I'll be tuning in for sure. Awesome, <laughs> Higgs Couch Tour. <laughs> yeah, so fun. I've watched a couple of your shows, and they're just amazing every time i kind of i put i'll put you on when we have friends over and then um everyone asks who's this who's this <laughs> uh, everyone loves loves what you're what you're putting out there so awesome thank yeah. you so much yeah. that means a lot so good having you on the show today do you have any like final words of wisdom for our listeners who perhaps might be struggling um with their pain yeah i would say just you know, don't fear the symptoms. Um, they won't harm you. Yeah. Like, the, listen to what your body is telling you. Like, it's a, it's a sign. Yes. Um, it's a signal. Um, ask yourself questions like, why, why do I feel this way? What's, what's going on in my life? Mm-hmm. What emotion am I feeling right now? Like, ask. Yeah. Like. Dig into yourself. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, right. and it's it can be scary. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's it's so worth it. Yeah. If you have any type of chronic issue, it doesn't have to be physical pain. It could be stomach issues, IBS. Yeah. I mean, it could be so many different things. Um, just approach. If you're on this podcast, you're obviously have an open ear. Um, and are willing to accept this information. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
get the book, read the freaking book, like everybody <laughs> says. <laughs> read that. the book and put in the work and, you know, just approach it with hope and 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 find your inner light because yeah. it's there. It, it's just needs to come out. Yeah. It needs to find its, its way out. So. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome, Garrett. Well, thank you again so much for being with us today. I just really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank yeah. you for, for everything you do and, and doing this for the community. Um, yeah, it's a blessing. It's my honor. Thank you so much, Garrett. We'll talk to you later. All right, thank All you. Right. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up today's show. I really want to thank Garrett for being on today and sharing his story and insights there's so much wisdom in in his process and what he went through. So, so thank you, Garrett, and thank you to the Higgs for sending us off today. I'm going to play you guys one of their songs from their album entitled Change, um, and this is the title track of that album. So thank you guys so much for hanging in there, and if you're new to this message or the TMS message or Dr. John Sarno or anything like that. If you just came here for Garrett or for um, our association with the band Fish, um, then I do encourage you to check out the first several episodes of this podcast um, to get a better picture of what what we're talking about here and uh, and the crazy ways that our brains are connected to our bodies and the crazy ways that our emotions influence the way our bodies process pain. And um, yeah, so I do hope you'll, you'll investigate further if you're someone who is living with chronic pain. I believe there's a way out and I hope you do too. So much love to all you guys and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Those names kind of hurt Breaking hearts is something that I used to own I'm at the bottom kicking dirt Light shines brightest in the darkest places Names are just names when you put them to faces I don't care what you see Earth looks awful flat to me You want to move on and be strong And find a soul to sing along Sometimes it's just better to go and digging yourself a hole Our time is like a forest breathing Trees growing tall and high But you cut your losses down like timber Use the wood to build a new life Change ain't a good thing When you're walking away from the real thing You don't take a genius to know You feel it right down in your very soul And love is on fire Just like the tip of a soldering eye A place to eat or even better A home it's true A place where I can take my broken dreams And bury them with any thought I had of you But no, it won't work The harder I try, the more that it hurts But in the end what's worse Is when a lot of myself Say that I can be your friend Change ain't a good thing When you're walking away from the real thing You don't take a genius to know Feel it right down in your very soul And love is on fire Just like
and stones, you know names kinda hurt Breaking hearts are something that I used to own I'm at the bottom kicking dirt Light shines brightest in the darkest places Names are just names when you put them to faces 